I mean, no one comes into our house and pushes us around. You believe that America is the land of opportunity? Yeah. We're soldiers, but we're American soldiers. We've been kicking ass for 200 years. And those of you who are familiar with it know that in America, democracy is hypocrisy. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. You're listening to the Abolitionists Roundtable with your hosts, Phil Stargell and Bruce Flurry. They're leading the charge in advancing the conservative revolution. Join the conversation at 734-822-1600. And now, your all-American hosts, Phil Stargell and Bruce Flurry. And good morning. This is Phil Stargell. And this is the Abolitionist Roundtable of Michigan. And my co-host Bruce Flurry is to Good my, is it to my, no, you're to my right today, right? <laughs> yeah, Ron will be back with us next week, by the way. Yeah. That, that's that's the plan. He's been out on assignment the last, uh, for the better part of the last month, but it'll be good to have him back uh, with us live. And, you know, we're certainly uh, waiting to waiting for that with great anticipation. Yeah, and, uh, and the thing about it is that I, 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 I'm always curious as to where he he will uh, lead us uh, on with his commentary because yeah. it, it invariably always fits right in with the with the uh, with the anticipated direction of the of the program on it. Absolutely, you know, I saw a picture of him and uh, Denise and Ronnie together, uh, and a great caption about being with uh, your favorite person, uh, my dad. And so that's uh, so we got that's uh, that's a great reminder. Good little segue into the fact that tomorrow is Father's Day, and although I don't not a father myself, I've been called a mother many times, but uh, we won't get into that. <laughs> but I want to wish you a happy Father's Day, Phil, and also Derek, if it applies. Well, thank so, you, and thank yeah. you very much. Same uh, uh, yeah. uh, uh, with I, I know on the on these days uh, if. You are not uh, uh, the actual father, you know. I'm sure that there are you know, you you are a positive role model for someone, a niece, nephew, or. Well, I try to be. You know, yeah. uh, I try. I try to be, uh, especially for uh, the fact that uh, my niece uh, Melissa has uh, two young ones coming up, and I try to, you know, I try to to, to let her to let her know that. Uh, you know, if there's anything that she needs that I can I can help her with as far as, you know, the, the kids as they as they get older, you know, that type of thing, I'll be more than happy to do so. But, you know, uh, you and I were just talking about these uh, shootings that have been taking place uh, across the country and that type of thing. And that just to me underscores the importance of fatherhood, uh, you know, because a, a lot of times you see there's no strong male presence in, in a home in the home. And this is no this is no. Uh, no uh, belittling of of, of uh, single mothers or anything like that because one heck of they they do one heck of a job you know uh, some of them do are are are, are real heroes yeah. um, most however cannot really can't handle handle the job of being of, of fulfilling both uh, the role of both parents and so that's why we have to have okay thank you Derek and uh, we have. To, and this is this is why, and Denzel Washington has has pointed out that if a, a if a if a uh, if a young man does not have a father figure in the home, if the parents are not married to get and married and bring the family up together, uh, the chances are that the kid will find 
that will fill that vacuum on the street. And then you run into all, all kinds of trouble. Um, I'm sure you've heard him on like some of these uh, commercials for, for boys clubs and that. Yeah, and uh, Denzel Washington is a great example of a great father figure and, and a role model for, for everyone. Uh, yeah. Actors should not be role models. The fathers should be the first role models. Oh, yeah. if, you, if you're an actor who's a great father, that's, that's fantastic. So exactly happy Father's right. Day to everybody out there, and I wish you all the best. Yes, same sentiments here. And what happens, um, I, I know that you want to head a direction that you wanted to go in this morning. Right. Uh, but uh, I, I would just like to real quickly mm -hmm. uh, uh, say that, uh, that I hope people get a uh, take a lesson from what we're going through right now uh this uh, particular thing about uh inflation and nobody yeah. seems to be able to take the advantage of uh, the the rise in prices and things like that they want to pass that on they don't want to yeah. take credit for it i don't blame them because but it is i hope the people will understand that this is nothing new whenever no. ever the philosophy that the democrats hold gets mm -hmm. in power this is inevitable that yeah. this will happen jimmy carter oh, sure <clears throat> yeah and, and, and you're bill right clinton, so bill, bill it's, clinton. It's inevitable bill clinton is inevitable yeah when bill clinton got in what did he do that's he went on a spending spree yeah, and then, and then he said the year of big government's over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. And then this guy, but but tells you what he is, is, is such yeah. a politician uh -huh. and, that he realized that uh, that he was in trouble. And he, he, he took the adage, you know, when you find yourself in a hole, the best stop thing digging. you can do is stop digging. Stop <laughs> so, so he and stopped he digging, you know. And he used the the leadership and the real, the real revolutionary attitude that Newt Gingrich had, and he and Clinton took took advantage of it, and then he ended up springboarding his wife to be a uh, a candidate and a pretty formidable candidate, but she was just so so doggone dumb, but she understood. She kept yeah. saying, I will use the, my husband's expertise yeah. on the economy. Of course. <laughs> you know? And I'm saying, boy, these people, are, you know, they are the consuming politician. Because well, I'm saying, telling you, they, they, uh, they really took advantage of somebody else knowing what to do. Yeah. And, and they stopped thinking <laughs> when they found themselves in a hole. Yeah. Hey Phil, we got uh, we got Milt Harris on the line. Uh, Milt, uh, go ahead. Good morning, welcome to the broadcast, and happy Father's Day to you, my friend. And to you, yeah, good morning to you, Bruce, and same to you and uh, and Phil. Thanks. And uh, I just want to say a few words this morning. I'm going to qualify the Father's Day thing in terms of heterosexual fathers, not That's these right. fathers that don't know what a female is or can't produce. <laughs> Yeah. And then There's the ones who are now, predators, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm talking about the real fathers who appreciate women, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
I should say females, because, see, that's another construct that we need to get away from when they ask <laughs> about uh, did they know what a woman is. They should have asked do they know what a female is, because a female is definitive, okay? But anyway, yeah. I'm saying to this morning, I want to say to all of the heterosexual fathers, be proud of your manhood. Glorify in your manhood. Don't let nobody take it away from you, because once you they take it away, you don't get it back, you saying. Once you've been violated, and this what's happening today is that we have a group of people who pick one day in May to celebrate mothers, one day in June to celebrate daddies, fathers, I should say, and all month long they celebrate some called pride. But yeah. but what what are they proud of? Are they proud of being predators, parasites, uh, uh, uh? And, uh, all these other things that they call themselves and saying, what are they proud of, Bruce and Phil? I mean, you know what I mean? And they can't produce. They're predators. They're parasites. And for those transgender people, they're saying, they're, they, they have a homorphodotic mind. You're saying they want to have two genders and one body. You're saying one physical and one mental. We need to fight these people because this is not about what they're talking about. This is about going against God. The Bible mm-hmm. says that God made man in his image. Well, if you kill man, which is the root, the rest of humanity will die too. You cannot produce without the two of them. So when you got these people talking about pride, what are they proud of? You know because they, can, they are a parasite and they're taking our kids and indoctrinating them and filling them full of all this here, uh, hedonism. So I want to say to all of the heterosexual fathers, you know saying? Be proud of your manhood. Thank God that you are who you are. Don't let nobody tell you that a male can transgender to a female and a female can transgender to a male, because if that's the case, Bruce and Phil, yeah. a woman who is barren should be able to transgender into pregnancy, right? I mean, if they can transgender into something, yeah. why can't she transgender into pregnancy? It's a lie, and we need to expose it and let people know that we celebrate fathers, but we're going to celebrate fathers who have a principle, a value, have, as Martin Luther King said, uh, a character, a content of character. Because there's a lot of fathers in the same asylum, uh, in the penitentiaries and everywhere else, so we need to qualify that father thing. Fathers who have a principle and a value and believe in heterosexualism. That's what we need to say, because that's how you teach a kid and bring them up in the right way. So I want to say this morning to you and uh, the audience, glorifying what God has created. He only created two, male and female. And if he created anything other than that, they should find a skeleton somewhere. They never found a homosexual skeleton nowhere. So this morning... Enjoy your day, and those who are, see, sometimes you can be a father in your mind. You're saying mm-hmm. a good father in your mind. You teach kids how to uh, do the right thing. So I want to say this morning to everybody out there who believe in heterosexualism, believe in God, believe in the right way, male and female, because there's no transgenderism. All of that is homosexualism. I'm going to say this to in closing. We need to stop Phil and, and Bruce using their language. There's no such thing as gay. They are homosexual, straight up, and that, no, no, no chaser with it. We need to start calling them who they are because that's who they are. Not, we're not trying to degrade, degrade them, but we need to identify them the same way we would identify anything else and say they are homosexuals, and, and we are heterosexuals, and there's, two, there's a difference. So anyway, I want to say this morning, 
God bless America. Keep this country strong. And remember, the enemy that we face is the enemy within, not outside. We got the enemy right here in the United States of America. So God bless your program. God bless America. Take care. Take care now, and I'll talk to you later. Take care. Take care. All and, right. and as Ron was saying, if you were here, and may America bless God. Thank you. <clears throat> Thanks, Milt. We appreciate that. We also have Joe on the line from Wyandotte, the author of a great new book, as uh, as we have uh, mentioned the last couple weeks here in these airwaves, the uh, uh, terror, terror strikes coming to a city soon, coming soon, rather, to a city near you. And uh, Joe, go ahead, please. Uh, welcome to the broadcast. Happy Father's Day to you. Yes, well, thank you. I've, I've only been father to fur babies myself, but uh, <laughs> I wanted to okay. expound don't, on don't something that, that Milt said, kind of touched a nerve. Uh, being a father is more than just being a sperm donor. You have to be indeed involved in your child's life in a positive role model. It's like with the motherhood thing with the left, also no touchdown, the twisting of language, wanting to call them birthing persons. There's more to being a mother, of course, and just having popped out a kid, that doesn't make you a mother being a positive role model yeah. does. Now, I know situations of divorce, and if a woman gets custody of the children, it is difficult sometimes to, for a father to be involved. But you must be involved and be a positive male role model because the studies show having two parents matters. Having That's two right. parents make the difference in whether you'll be poor and part of the criminal or part or part of the cr yep. criminal class. I don't want to say in because not all poor people are criminals and not all criminals are poor, but I, I think you guys know what I mean. Uh, you know, studies show successful two-parented Two-parented children become go on to be more successful in life. And then another thing Mel said about homosexuals, you know what? I have gay people in my life. I know them. I love them. They know my position on gay marriage and civil unions and all that. They, they know my position, therefore can be my friends. There is a whole other class, however. There's a difference between someone who is gay and just wants tolerance, acceptance, and to be loved, and a gativist or gativism. And a large part of what's going on now, the problems are because they aren't, this is way beyond tolerance and acceptivism, like with the trans hours in the schools. This is gativism. This is about recruitment. This is about mm -hmm. pedophilia. It is. Two different is. things. Right. And Joe, uh, did you see the uh, remarks uh, commented from our great attorney, uh, uh, attorney general, uh, Dana Nessel, how uh, the drag queens are great. They're fun. They should be in every school. Just like the mayor of New yes. York, that idiot who, who was in law enforcement all those years, but won't, won't, won't lock up the criminals. Yeah, I know. It's just absolutely yeah. absurd. And, it is. you know, I, I don't care what you're, uh, if you're a Democrat, independent, Republican, 
if you've been like uh, these Democrats now, now you've got to walk away. So many have walked away. Elon Musk the other day tweeted, first time in his life, he voted Republican. Republican. He voted for Myra Rodriguez, first Mexican-born congressional person in the history of the United States. Because Republicans, you've been lied to about Republicans. We don't hate immigrants. We are for legal immigrants, not illegal immigrants. We are for law and order, not letting these buffoons right back out on the street to rape and murder and and raid your Walgreens so they're barren of products so you can't buy them because they've all been stolen because they refuse to prosecute. It's time for you to wake up and walk away from the Democrat Party. And like Elon Musk said when voting for Myra Rodriguez, or Myra, oh, no, Rodriguez is in her last having Flores. a mental block, but he voted Republican for the first time in his life. It's time yes. for you to wake up and do the same. Yeah. Okay, thanks, Joe. We appreciate that. We've got Ed on the line, and uh, we will talk to you next week. Uh, have a happy Father's Day, a great weekend, and uh, we'll, talk, we'll talk to you later. Okay, we got Ed on the line. Ed was the host of uh, Your American Heritage, and uh, and a great, uh, great talk show uh, shows up later on this afternoon, which you're a part, Phil. So good morning, Ed. Well, thanks for those kind words. And I'd like to remind everybody that your show is available on podcast. And uh, if you find it, you're, they can find a link to it at your uh, uh, um, timeline on Facebook, for instance, and at the uh, Wham, uh, Wham, on, I'm sorry, uh slash podcasts tab. So. You know, you missed Day. part of it, you can always grab part of it. You can listen to what Joe said if if you blanked out for a second, wondering <laughs> why he sounds so much like Joe Biden sometimes when he forgets what he's talking about. But <laughs> did, did you, did you, that did was, you hear That him? was rude and cruel of me. I'm sorry. I apologize. I was writing something this morning about the Bill of Rights, and then I realized these are given to us by God, whom I realized I call Father. And so tomorrow I'm going to celebrate Father's Day by going to church. And thanking my father in heaven for the rights that he's given me and us. Okay, well, is that, that, that's it then, Ed? Oh, I'm sorry, I, I got quiet. I wondered if I lost the connection. Oh, no, no, no. We're, we're, we're here. We're, we're listening. Uh, great point. Uh, yeah, God is the father of, of all. Um, the maker of heaven and earth, all that is seen and unseen. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's, a great, that's a great way of, of, of approaching Father's Day, uh, Ed. All right, man. Great way. You guys have a great show. I'll talk to you later. I enjoy listening. Okay, you take care. Thanks a lot. We'll talk to you later. <clears throat> and uh, have a good broadcast this afternoon on your American heritage. So, uh, yeah, Phil, he mentioned uh, Biden. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think of his latest, uh, his latest uh, pratfall, you know, being the AFL-CIO when he got he channeled his inner uh, Edward G. Robinson when he started going off about, uh, I don't want to hear any lies about uh, reckless spending. Yeah, uh, we're, 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 we're changing people's lives. Yeah, I could just, I could just hear him. I could just hear Edward G. Robinson you know, saying the same thing. You know, Johnny Rocco from, uh, from uh, uh, Key Largo. But, you know, I've always looked at that guy, not Edward G. Robinson, but Joe, Joe Biden, as... Just, just, it just looks like he just looks like a crook. 
I mean, the only thing that's missing, and I've, I've told I've told you this, you know, is a wide brim hat, the pinstripe suit, and the spats on the shoes. You know, and like you said, a Tommy gun in a violin case. <laughs> uh, Phil, you there? Okay. But Phil seems to have lost the uh, connection right now, uh, the audio. He will be back with us shortly. <clears throat> but uh, before the break, um, I wanted to uh, to kind of lead in a little bit here. Uh, the last week has... Uh, has uh, developed uh, a couple of developments that took place uh, during this past week. Uh, one regarding, uh, and these are both regarding the uh, the uh, the upcoming Supreme Court decision on Roe versus Wade. And as people know, a lot of uh, angry protests have taken place across the country, some quite destructive. And uh, this kind of hit home, this latest incident, uh, uh, it, it wasn't a violent thing involving firebombing or arson or anything like that, but this is from the National Catholic Register, folks. Nearly naked activists shouting pro-abortion chants disrupts mass in Michigan. <clears throat> a nearly naked woman disrupted the mass at a Catholic church in Michigan by standing on a pew and shouting pro-abortion chants, according to an online video. This took place at my old church, St. Veronica's Parish in East Point, which I used to go there every day, you know, uh, for church. Being going to a Catholic school, we'd always start start uh, you know start the, the the school day off with uh, with a uh, with a church service, and then we go on to the to the to the uh, education uh, part of the day. Uh, this woman was accompanied by two other people who uh, were eventually uh, eventually uh, escorted from the church. Uh, if I had been the pastor. I would have been so enraged at this deliberate, deliberate defilement of the house of God and the disruption of a church service that, uh, you know, that uh, I would have thrown her out on her on a rear end, and I wouldn't have cared about how the how the, the police report read. But a far more serious uh, situation has developed in the past few days. The other day, the group called Jane's Revenge, which we talked about last weekend on the broadcast. Has uh, has issued an ultimatum now, in which they state that we were unsurprised to see 30 days and 30 days uh, pass uh, with no sign of consilience or even bare minimum self-reflection from you and impersonating healthcare providers in order to harm the vulnerable. This is in reference, folks, to a 30-day uh, deadline that they had imposed upon all the uh, pregnancy uh, crisis pregnancy centers across the country to close their doors or face. Or face more attacks, which do involve arson, uh, firebombing, uh, graffiti, all kinds of crap and garbage. In fact, according to the uh, uh, the Independent Sentinel website, since the leaked Supreme Court justices brief, there have been 51 attacks on pro-life organizations and churches by Jane's Revenge terrorists. Uh, they issued an ultimatum, as I said, a demand that all pro-life pregnancy centers close their doors in 30 days. And when that didn't happen, they issued a threat to make things worse in graffiti, arson, and issued a call for everyone to join them. Everyone with the urge to paint, burn, cut, jam, now is the time. Go forth and manifest the things you wish to see. Folks, I understand that this is, and this should not be a controversial issue, because life, the life issue should be one that everyone can support. But apparently, evidently, and obviously, there are those who are who have a different view, a quite radical view, and Jane's Revenge is one of them. This is a Jane's Revenge is an Antifa-like organization 
that uh, is dedicated to to keeping Roe versus Wade and the so-called right to choose, which is the right to kill, basically, not one child, <coughs> uh, in uh, in the uh, in the American as part of American life. And we simply cannot have this happening, uh, and especially when you have these organizations <coughs> that. Uh, Organizations that are running these uh, these these centers, all they want to do, folks, is help these women navigate their pregnancies without resorting to killing their unborn children. And on Father's Day uh, weekend, I think that's quite appropriate to have. So we're going to pick this up a little, little bit later on after the uh, break. But uh, we've reached the bottom of the hour, so we're going to go to uh, to the news and be back with you at the uh, following the. Uh, You're listening to the Abolitionists Roundtable with your hosts, Phil Stargell and Bruce Fleury. They're exposing the left's underground resistance while leading the charge in the fight for liberty. Join the conversation at 734-822-1600. Okay, uh, folks, we are back. Yes, and uh, something uh, happened, and I was off the air for a few minutes. Uh, so, Bruce, um, go ahead and uh, okay. and uh, well, finish wherever you were. And I was well, I was, what I was uh, talking about before the break, Phil, was this ultimatum that has been issued by this group, Jane's Revenge, against these uh, pro-life pregnancy centers. And it starts off, you have seen that we are real and we are not merely pushing empty, wo- empty words. As we said, we are not one group. But many, you have seen us in Madison, Wisconsin, Fort Collins, Colorado, Town, Maryland, et cetera, et cetera, among others. And we will work in uh, countless locations invisibly. You've had the communiques, read the communiques from the various cells. You've seen the proliferating messages and graffiti and elsewhere. You know that we're serious. We were unsurprised to see 30 days come, 30 days go. This in reference to the ultimatum, the deadline that they had imposed on these centers to uh, to close their doors. When that didn't happen, uh, then they issued this ultimatum. And again, no sign of consilience or even bare minimum self-reflection when you impersonate healthcare providers in order to harm the vulnerable. How about that? Isn't that great, Phil? Yes, it is. Unbelievable. Yeah, it just goes to show you that that uh, that all of uh, the the emphasis is is being put on not not finding an, uh, a way to end yeah. the, the violence and, 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 and things like that, but a way to get political gain. Right. And, and, and the ultimate goal is, and I, I, I think I figured it out, and it is ultimately to, to change this, this country by changing the, the traditional law the constitutional law yep. has been supplanted with uh, with a civil right law, and that is special rights, and that should be yep. uh, seen as unconstitutional because uh, for things like abortion, you know they 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 have completely for, uh, forgotten about that. <clears throat> child that person in the womb that is still a person it is a person and it's, it's a person from from the moment that those that those cells begin to multiply okay and what it's they talk about potential life well potential means it could be anything 
Yeah. <laughs> is it going to be a cardboard box? Yeah. Is it going to be an SUV? Is it going to be? No, it's going to be one thing and one and one thing and one thing only. A human being, uh, unique to this planet. There's never been there's never been another person like that before. There'll never be another person like that again. That is what is so so marvelous and so mysterious at the same time about the miracle of life. And this all this 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 uh, this situation here that we have with these with this uh, Antifa style anarchist group that wants to kill people who want to prevent the unborn child from being slaughtered. Uh, you would think that there would be a little bit more outrage uh, from our elected officials over this uh, from both parties. Now, 122, 124 Republican Congress people sent a letter to the FBI demanding that uh, this group be investigated and action be taken against them. And when Nancy Pelosi, the highest ranking Catholic elected official in this country, besides you know, Joe Biden, and we know what a, how useless this man is. When she was asked about it, uh, she had an interesting reply. So, uh, uh, and, you know, and if tap dancing were, if tap dancing around issues were a, an Olympic sport, she would have be a gold medal, a gold medal winner year in and year out. Go ahead, Derek. There has been a number of attacks on, uh, churches, on uh, crisis pregnancy centers. Republicans are going after Democrats for not saying anything, and they're saying that, that your rhetoric is contributing to these attacks on these crisis pregnancy centers. Well, let me just say this. A woman has a right to choose, to live up to her responsibility. It's up to her, her doctor, her family, her husband, her, her significant other, and her God. Uh, th this talk of politicizing all of this, I think, is something uniquely American and not right. Other countries, Ireland, Italy, Mexico, have had legislative uh, initiatives uh, to expand a woman's right uh, to choose. Very Catholic countries. I'm a very Catholic person, and I believe in every woman's right to make her own decisions. Any other questions on another subject? Because I'm not going to be talking about that anymore. Well, How do you like that? How do you I like that, Phil? I don't like it at all. And, you know, this this whole idea of uh, every woman has the right to choose. Mm -hmm. She choose to do what? Yeah. You know, they keep telling you that, uh, that uh, taking a life is a matter of a woman's choice. Mm -hmm. uh, but nowhere else do you have that choice to take, no. somebody, take someone's life. That's right. And so, you know, I mean, uh, that should be the whole idea of this. This, this is why uh, some things are undisputable. Mm -hmm. And one of those things is uh, your right to life. Uh, all our laws, I said that uh, you don't take anybody's life. The government can't do it. Unless they give you a hearing and and, uh, and and put you on trial and all of that, yeah. But but, but some uh, woman that uh, maybe have uh, who knows what the reason is, but yeah. they're going to blanket that in and allow her to take a life at any time that is in, in it because it's in her body. 
that's 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 uh, that that's a little bit going over the top, you know. I mean, we uh, and she says she's very Catholic, but is she huh. very God fearing? You know, does she think that God made a mistake when he when he when he put life into somebody? So it gives this woman with the right to choose yeah. the right to take that baby's life. Mm -hmm. So well, you know, well, you know, Phil. Uh, you read this statement, and this is just, it's, it's chilling. It, it really is, uh, that there is so much, so much hatred that is, that is conveyed against people that they've never met, people that they don't know, people that are trying to do the right thing and to help a woman to navigate her pregnancy safely. And to have a choice to either keep that child or to put the baby up for adoption, not to slaughter it, okay? And to and 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 especially in the most gruesome form of, of slaughter, which is the uh, practice of late-term partial birth abortion. This yeah. uh, this 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 ultimatum says from here forward. Sometimes you will see what we do, and you will know that it is us. Sometimes you will think. You are merely unlucky because you cannot see the ways in which we interfere in your affairs, but your pointless attempts to control others to make life more difficult will not be met passively. Eventually, your insurance companies and financial backers will realize you're a bad investment. And then they go, from here forward, any anti-choice group who closes their doors and stops operating will no longer be a target, but until you do, it's open season. Open season. Open now, is this season. not a threat? Is this yeah. that they will that they will carry out their their agenda? Yeah, and uh, their and and it's a it's a it's a violent, disgusting, anti-human agenda. And anyone with courage and just the just the uh, the desire to do the right thing, who knows even one of these people, it owes it to themselves to help out law enforcement and to 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 track these people down, to arrest them, prosecute them, and throw them in jail. And uh, I know we have Gary's on the line from Tucson. Uh, Gary, good morning. Welcome to the Abolitionist Roundtable of Michigan, and happy Father's Day to you, sir. <clears throat> uh, thank you, Brother Bruce and Brother Phil. You know, yeah. um, she's right, Nancy. Uh, she does have the right to choose. And when she chooses to follow God in any form or any denomination, that means she has to choose to follow the Ten Commandments. The minute you step out of that, you're no longer following the religion of your choice. You're just haphazardly picking and choosing what you decide to do. So she's as hypocritical and as bloodlust as all the rest of them. All they can think about is killing. I mean, this is as bad as it gets. I mean, we've made the uh, comparison back to Ball, B-A-A-L, back in the day when they would just sacrifice their kids willy-nilly for some kind of special mm -hmm. favor from a god. I mean, th this is, as you said, uh, Bruce, just disgustingly, yeah. abhorrently evil that they would. That their bloodlust is so strong that they would actually run around and destroy buildings and graffiti them, and they will kill now. We know yeah. that. They, they have no compunction of killing other people besides the unborn, of course. 
Uh, and right. this is going to spiral into complete chaos because these people have got it written in their soul that they want to kill. Yep. Well, uh, Gary, you know, and 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 the response from the Democrat side has been nothing short of appalling. Okay, they have had to be dragged kicking and screaming to to say at least, to to issue even a lukewarm. Uh, criticism, but not an outright condemnation of this, of what's going on. And Biden and Pelosi and Schumer, all these people, all the usual suspects, they should have been so outraged and they should have said something right away and they should have said, we will track these people down. They're breaking the law. Okay. Uh, but they didn't. You know, they had well, 122, yeah. 122 or 124 uh, Congress people, Gary, had to write a letter to the director of the FBI demanding that they take action. And this is after 51 of these attacks have taken place. How many more are going to take place after Roe is overturned? And, uh, Unless how, the government does its damn job. For them, how many attacks are required for them to be declared a domestic terrorist group? Absolutely. There you go. Maybe Merrick Garland can answer that question. I don't think Merrick Garland can answer any question. And I, I swear, I mean, it's the greatest thing in the world. He was never put on the Supreme Court. Thank God for that. Thank Mr. God for that. Mr. I mean, look how, long it, look how long it took for them to, to approve, uh, over, the, over the objections of Nancy Pelosi herself, to approve uh, added security for a Supreme Court justices and their families. When it passes the Senate, 100 to nothing. And she holds it up because she says, oh, well, you know, we have to have it for everybody. Well, no, you don't. Not everybody, but the ones yeah, Everybody's who are, not on the Supreme Court, right? Yeah, yeah, really. Even That's though they correct. want to. Yeah. And you know, the way they let those people parade around in front of their houses, um, every one of them should be arrested. Like, yeah, everybody well, yeah, of course. got arrested you on, eight, on, on the 6th, even though those were unjustified. 18, 18 U.S.C., 1507, Section 1507. It'll be. It will be a federal crime to, you know, to to do this with the intent of intimidating a, a, a justice or in, in, intimidating a justice. Or hang on a second. You know that uh, even uh, even though they are there's a law. What about the local laws for um, yeah, noise abatement right. and all of that? Yeah. I mean, these people are uh, are a menace in the neighborhood, making all of that noise and and beating drums and everything. Uh, all yeah. of this, it's got to be noise or this or something. They're disturbing the peace. Yes, disturbing <laughs> the peace for crying out loud. Haven't they ever heard about that? Hey Gary, we got the Edwards Notebook coming up here real quick, but I want to thank you for, for your for your for your outstanding comments and uh, fantastic thought processes. I'll tell you, uh, you guys, uh, you guys out there really have it uh, have it together. So thanks have, have so a much, Gary, for being our, and we'll talk to you later. Thanks a thanks lot. Thanks for my being our foreign co I mean, not our our, our correspondent <laughs> in the Southwest. <laughs> thank thanks, you. Gary. Okay, uh, Derek. Uh, after the Edwards Notebook, we hang on, Cindy. We're coming to you. Alleged shooters in Uvidel, Texas, Buffalo, New York, and Parkland, Florida were all under the age of 21. 
So now many are calling for raising the legal age to purchase legal firearms to 21. But is that a real or emotional solution? Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook brought to you by Constitutional Grounds Coffee. If simply denying guns to sovereign citizens solved the murder, robbery, and beating of people, then London, England would not have a brutal ongoing crime problem, including an alarming number of individuals stabbed and beaten to death that rival gunshot victim totals in American cities like Chicago and Los Angeles. The hypocritical American media and leftist government officials are well aware of London's horrific stabbing and bludgeoning crime wave. That alone should illuminate in the minds of objective and morally decent individuals that neither pushing the legal age to purchase a firearm to 21 or banning certain firearms is a real solution to the current crime crisis. At the root of the vicious spate of both murderous and injurious shootings is an almost unforgivable lack of proper instruction of multiple generations of American youth regarding good moral standards and behavior as well as a refusal to hold those who commit wrongful acts accountable for their dastardly deeds. Instead of taking guns from law-abiding sovereign individuals, how about dispensing real justice? I'm Ron Edwards. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. You sure said it, Ron. Uh, uh, Phil, you sure said it about Ron earlier on the broadcast. Yes. He he is just really spot on with his his commentaries. And uh, I I marvel at his uh, his ability to... uh, to really boil these issues down to their essence, and uh, but uh, the short time that he does, uh, it takes a real talent for that. Hey, we got Cindy on the line. Uh, Cindy, good morning. Uh, welcome to the broadcast, and I hope you're treating your uh, your better half uh, with all the uh, love and respect he uh, deserves tomorrow. <laughs> oh well, good morning, gentlemen. Um, good morning. Unfortunately, no, because I am here and he is in Tucson. So, but oh. I will be sending him love <laughs> from afar. All right, Cindy. <laughs> um, I wonder who I, that might be. <laughs> I'm sorry? I said, I wonder who that might be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what I wanted to ask is, if a woman is pregnant and she mm-hmm. makes her appointment to have the abortion, but for whatever reason, on her way to the appointment, another person makes her lose the child, but she's fine, and they catch the person, does that person go up for murder, or because that is a law? Yes. If, if uh, you and the answer is yes. They do it all the time. Uh, I mean, that's a double standard. Two counts of uh, murder, or murder, yeah. manslaughter. Yeah, she. Are, right. I mean, if they can prove that she was already on her way going there, how can how can you really say that? I just there's there's a fine line, and I honestly don't think that they should be crossing it at all. Um, she should not be able to do it, and neither should the perpetrator god is the only one that should be able to take a life mm-hmm. and it's his That's life absolutely. to take well he's a giver of life and the giver of life can also can also take that life uh, you know when because uh, what's the biblical uh reference uh we no one knows a time or place right uh, cindy 
That's correct. That's correct. Well, you gentlemen have a wonderful Father's Day. And God bless you. Thank you very much, my dear. I appreciate that. Uh, So, any thoughts? You know, uh, see, that's the uh, wisdom of the founding fathers uh to uh, to to write law that uh, is is as meaningful today as it was back then, two hundred and fifty plus years ago, Mm -hmm. because of the fact that what they said was all men are created equal. And and to the best of their ability, they were able to put together a a long group of words that that define what it is that makes man equal. It doesn't mean that uh, you can uh, you can kill a man and just because he's thirty five years old that. Uh, that if you kill his his son in the womb, that 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 those those lives weren't didn't mean the same thing. And what they've done is to say, well, just because the fact that that uh, I am in control because the, the 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 this this person is in my body, then I should I should be able to decide his fate. Well, that's the same thing that we, as Black Americans, were faced with when we were trying to bring ourselves out of slavery. That's the same appeal. We had a right. We were equal. We were as equal as anyone else on the face of this earth. Yeah. And uh, because we were born mm-hmm. that way, and now they wanted to, to have the the uh, the the the. I mean the the nerve and the ill sight to to say that just because this baby has never taken a breath outside of that womb that he's not a person. That's right, and you know, Phil, uh, talk about uh, equality. Okay, this is not what the left wants these days. It it does not want equality of opportunity, no. as what as you know we have been led to believe and quite rightly these low these many years since uh reverend king made that one that that fantastic speech in 1963 um the one which is always being quoted uh you know by these kids uh you know know it by heart and you can you can be anything you want you know that that type of thing you know and then the rest of the time the school year they're being browbeaten by their teachers where they don't have a chance they're because of their skin color, they're they're inferior and all this other type of stuff. So equality now has been replaced with equity. Equity yeah. meaning outcome and equality of outcomes. Yes. You simply cannot have that. Okay, I could be applying for a job at, in the physics department at Yale, and I get turned down, even and even though I have no experience or anything like that, and I get turned down, I say, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I need to have that job because, you know, I have it coming to me because we have we have to be all equal now. That's not what the found that's not what the founders of the framers ever intended to be, and uh, it's not what it should be now. And like you said, what what they when the laws that they they promulgated years ago have stood the test of time and they're just as valid now, if not more so. But you know, a simple idea by some idiot 
that that uh, put these Marxist ideas, these these communist ideas into a people, and and it sounds good because yeah. the communists always give you the uh, the pipe dream that uh, something is there that they have that you want, and they're willing to give it to you. Yeah, and uh, and that's that's the adoption. Uh, the, the 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 Democrats, in my estimation, adopted that. And now what they're trying to tell us is that we no longer have a limited republic, but we have a democracy. And you, know, you yeah. hear them all the time. I hear about, that all the time, even even from even from respected conservative commentators and politicians. They talk about democracy. Yeah. Well, I can hear by the music that uh, we've reached the end of another broadcast, Phil. Yes, and um, folks, uh, we will uh, see you on the next show, which will be a week from the day. But in the meantime, send those contributions to Art of Michigan at uh, Post Office Last 135, Garden City, Michigan. And Bruce, thanks for listening. Thanks for calling, and uh, thanks for your support. Take care. Great. We have a great week. And happy Father's Day to one and all. Yeah. Happy Father's Day. The Abolitionist Roundtable invites the Wham Talk 1600 listeners to continue the roundtable discussions by mailing correspondence to Art of Michigan, Post Office Box 135, Garden City, Michigan 48135.